This is a Burn FM podcast. Hi guys and welcome to Unfiltered with Annika, Aisha and Layla. Today we're going to be discussing women in leadership roles, including women that inspire us and motivate us, amongst many other topics. So we're going to start this session today talking about women of colour that inspire us, that motivate us, or that we look to as role models. Um, so, girls, who would like to start? I'd like to start with Benazir Bhutto. She was a Pakistani politician who served as the Prime Minister of Pakistan from 1988 to 1990. And she was the first woman um, to be elected as a Prime Minister in a Muslim-majority country, which is very inspiring for me, as she was a politician and a mother at the same time. Perfect. Um, so the person that I chose is a female president of Tanzania. So unfortunately, a couple of days ago, the president of Tanzania passed away. Um, so the vice has taken his place. <clears throat> um, so her name is Samia Saluhu Hassan. And um, she is a politician now who is serving as the sixth and current president of Tanzania. And she is a member of the ruling Social Democrat Party. She's just really inspiring to me as she's a mother of several children. Um, but she still managed to find a way to get to the top despite the barriers, especially um, in Africa. Um, some of the gender roles can be quite challenging. So it's just inspiring to me that despite all odds and everything that's stacked against her, she still managed to get to the top position. Okay, um, so just going to start by talking about unconscious bias, which is a theme that we've covered before. Um, but one point I wanted to raise is the fact that it prevents women of colour from moving up in the ranks of society in the workplace. So women are often seen, especially within workplace and other institutions, um, that they are inferior or they are incapable of making rational decisions. Um, it's often a thing that people say women are really emotional or really irrational um, to the point that men feel that they can't reach um, positions, senior positions. So I just wanted to ask you guys, have you ever experienced anything um where you feel uncomfortable to speak up um because of being surrounded by your male counterparts has have you guys ever had those kind of experiences before um yeah i think um we definitely covered a lot of this in the first episode but especially with um like for for example in university very like male dominated courses male white dominated courses Mm -hmm. it's very hard to speak up because you feel like you're going to sound stupid Mm -hmm. or like your um point of view or like be ignored or just disregarded in some mm-hmm. type of way so i think it's very important that like we try to um build a united front front and to build a voice for all women of color mm-hmm. so they don't have to feel scared or like um say their opinion i agree i agree i agree um so another issue for women of color is that there's not a lot of representation i'd say um for white women there's a lot of representation within governments even though it's um, not as vast as it should be um, but an issue with a lack of representation is that people need positive role models in order to uh, self-actualize in a way. Um, so I'm no expert in psychology, but I have learned about the social learning theory where people learn through a process known as modeling, where you imitate behavior because you feel someone is of better status than you, is more respected than you, has a feature that um, you feel is desirable, so therefore you imitate their behavior. If you don't have a positive role model, you'll imitate behaviour that is um, just, doesn't, just isn't good for you, basically. Um, so I just feel like it's really important that we become women that other girls can look up to and that we seek um, other women that we can look up to too, um, just such as the women that we listed today. We need to understand that just a small action by us, say we're 
in power. Just something as small as that or just speaking up can make a very big difference for younger girls. I think it's really detrimental that um, there have hardly been any women of colour in high positions in my life. Like, I feel like, yeah, there are celebrities you can look up to, like, for example, Michelle Obama, even people like Beyonce, like, like young girls can look up to these women of colour and be like, oh, yeah, I can be like them. But I feel like to be have, like, a more re- realistic view on something, mm. it'd be nice to have a teacher who's a woman of colour or go to see your doctor who's a woman of colour or just mm. everyday little things to see someone, like, in, like, a high position or, like, with a powerful job mm. or just doing, like everyday little things that you can look up to. I feel like we don't have enough of that in society. And I feel like that's how we turn into, like, not feeling like we're good enough or even, like, more, like, um, dire things like um, self-hate and stuff like that. Like, it's really important to have someone you can look up to that also looks like you. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we won't have the confidence to excel in things that we really, truly are capable of. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's like certain jobs, because there's no one who represents you, you'd be like, okay, for me, I'd be like, that's not a job for an Asian girl. I don't know if you could feel the same, but mm-hmm. I'm like, it's very important to have people in the roles. I agree with Annika. So you can feel like, yes, that's for me. I can do the same as she's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing we did want to raise is about assimilation. Often when uh, women of colour get to the top, uh, get to good leadership positions, um, they're, they're stuck in like a battle between um, authenticity and preserving who they are as a woman of colour and assimilating um so even taking out women of color we have um people such as barack obama where when they get to the top it's a thing where they have to please their white counterparts rather than um regarding the people of color that got them to the top in the first place so someone we wanted to really discuss today is pretty patel i I was gonna i was gonna say people like barack obama and pretty patel it's representation politics so because they look like um they look like us, so we feel like we can relate to them. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, they're just puppets of their white counterparts mm-hmm. just to play the role of, okay, we, we allow this, we allow this, so no one can really complain. Mm-hmm. But behind the scenes, it's their white co-workers who are making all the decisions. Exactly, and them just being mm-hmm. the puppet. And I think also, like, when you do have someone that looks like you in such a high position, for example, like Pretty Patel's a woman of colour, yet her views are so, like, backward, and, like, mm-hmm. I've never met anyone that agrees with her views, and I feel like that just gives women of colour like a bad name that's our exactly. only representation yeah. in politics in the media right now yeah. in British media right. that's our only representation at the moment and this is like the view like people have of us now and I feel like I completely agree yes I feel like also people like for example uh, an American example would be Candace Owens I don't know if you guys have heard of her Mm-mm. but um, she's um, quite a young black woman um, and she I think she's part of the Republican Party so she was campaigning a lot for oh, no, the election and she's a perfect example of, like, a successful young black woman. And she's been educated, she's highly educated, well-spoken. Like, she could get really far in life. But her views are so backward and her views don't, like... Um, align. Align with, like, the majority of the black population mm-hmm. in America. And I feel like that could be... Her having this backlash on her isn't a good repre- representation for young black girls. They may feel like they have to be silenced or feel like if they don't think in that way, then what's wrong with them? Like, mm. I feel like we need... It's, it's great that she's managed to like work her way through life like get a successful mm. job be educated and stuff but i think it's important that we don't just look at representation politics as you say but like listen to actually what they're saying in their exactly. actions you can't just have someone there just to, like fill in like the token spot the token mm. woman mm. of color i was gonna say we should compare like say Preeti patel and diane abbott um Preeti patel has kind of assimilated into the white culture she doesn't really do anything to go against it i don't know if you remember her 
um, new immigration rules where she tried to... I think her recall yeah. slightly, yeah. Basically, she was just trying to make it harder for people to seek asylum in the UK mm. rather than to support um, people of colour. Um, not just people of colour, but people who are seeking asylum. Mm. And then Diane Abbott, she's, you know, she's overtly um, part of the Labour Party. She speaks on her views. And you can see the treatment of them in the media. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Preeti Patel gets attacked as such. Rather, she's yeah. praised. Whereas Diane Abbott, every single chance they get, to just uh, make a mockery out of her. And her anti-black woman. Yeah. Like, the cartoons I've seen of her just... Mm. Yeah, definitely, in the newspapers. And how we were talking before about how she got so much backlash, but... um, A photo of her that was taken in on the underground, I think. Yeah, underground tube. And where she was holding alcohol. And there was so much backlash over over that, her doing Mm -hmm. that. Well, then you have politicians and people part of the royal family who got, like sexual misconducts and stuff like that and they hardly get any backlash yeah Maybe one little heading in the newspaper and it's forgotten about the next day whereas mm. she received so much backlash being called derogatory um terms for black women um being like it's just branded, inge- yeah. yeah being branded mm. ugly um being branded angry like it's just really unfair that like, you can definitely see Oh, extreme like yeah, too a extreme, very extreme way of how like people are labeled and how this affects their position in leadership mm. roles i think the media actually has a very big part to play on yeah. leadership roles i was going to say no way can i like um support pretty patel at all but you can almost understand why she does what she does because mm. it's the whole thing of assimilating and the fact that she's not receiving backlash and she's getting accepted by her white counterparts she's probably getting yeah. paid good money to you know spew these rhetorics that she does whereas diane diane abbott you can see the alternative where she's being true to herself and mm. not assimilating but receiving so much backlash so it's almost to a point where you can understand why we don't have that many positive role models that are women of colour. Mm. It's because assimilating is better, I yeah, guess. Like, sorry, like I was saying, the whole Preeti Patel stuff, I feel like if someone who was white were to you know, pass those new immigration laws, mm. perhaps there would be backlash, You know, people would be angry over mm. that. But because she's a person, a woman of colour, mm. um, she feels like she can say that and mm. people aren't going to you know, uh, protest as much. No, I think people would protest as much because she is a woman of colour and she's being very hypocritical. So she will get it from both sides. She'll get it from people who um, are white who don't agree with the stuff and then people of colour who just don't want to stand by her because her views are so twisted. Mm. I feel like because she's a, a woman of colour, like just because she's a person of colour, people will not allow her more. But say it was like a white man to say like Nigel Farage. Mm-hmm. You know there's always outrage, backlash when he says something. Oh, maybe you can actually brand them like... Racist. Like, racist, yeah, but because yeah. she's yeah because she's a woman of color, you mm. can't be, um, be like yeah. okay, you're racist. And she's our only yeah. representation. Exactly. So people won't like as a girl personally, I wouldn't want one of the few women of color in mm. politics to be you know re- to have to resign. Yeah, and then you mm. have to think of like the implications of like if we were to like say anything about her, like would they ever allow women of color in such a high position again? Mm. And yeah. it could be really detrimental for like future years and future people who like want to be politicians, want to be CEOs of massive companies. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. one like little thing that's happening just to that back, one person, yeah. to that one woman of colour will set us back so many years. Completely agree. Um, so just some things that companies or people should consider um, when hiring women of colour and putting women of colour in uh, positions of power is that women of colour often feel really, really invisible at work. Um, so several studies have found that black women's statements were remembered less quickly and less accurately than those of their white female and male peers. So that can just set... Um, women of colour back uh, because they feel like they're not being heard or they're being mm-hmm. silenced in the workplace 
and obviously this can have implications on things like their salary or them asking for negotiations or even um the company hiring women of color like even in some companies where you get like bonuses on how much work exactly. and how much you've achieved in the year like mm-hmm. if they're not being able to speak or their views aren't being exactly. listened to you, then yeah i like i feel like seeing a statement like oh women of color are less likely to be listened to or they're um, remarks are less likely to be remembered it seems crazy like to be actually real like yeah. if you think about it but I think we've all experienced that in uni like mm-hmm. wow that, that's actually a real thing like I would never have believed it until I came to uni exactly. that having mixed with like different types of people that I've never mixed with like yeah. white males for example like it's mad how we actually have to live through this and exactly. like no one's doing anything about it no one's recognising it indeed indeed I completely agree um, so another thing is about providing honest feedback um, so they're worried that they'll be perceived as racist or sexist. Um, managers typically default to feedback that reflects protective hesitation rather than the candle women of colour need to develop. Um, so it's the thing where um, it's the whole rhetoric of angry black women. If they're speaking the truth about the company or something of that nature. So it's just a thing that companies need to be really, really wary on. Just A, not silencing women. B, giving them the space to just speak their truths, basically. Um, otherwise it can just hinder us and it's to our detriment basically it's true um, it's it's really important that we get like the um, constructive criticism that everyone mm-hmm. else is receiving like for example mm-hmm. for uni if we're writing an essay we don't want the lecturer to be like oh yeah it's perfectly fine just because they don't want to upset our feelings mm-hmm. or like want us to complain to someone mm-hmm. like we want to do better we want to thrive in whatever um, degree we're trying to um, attain or exactly. whatever job we're trying to get like we need constructive yeah um, we need criticism. that criticism to like be able to like i think i love constructive criticism because then i can really like work on myself work on my work like without it like why what's the point of me doing this if i'm never never going to improve my work exactly exactly i completely agree um another thing that companies should do is that they should assess potential not just competencies um so women of color might not have the same opportunities that their white counterparts might be privy to for example at in America, I know getting into an Ivy League university would be difficult, and obviously, uh, white people are more likely to get in than women of color. Um, so companies should just assess where they feel this woman could be going, rather than oh, she went to Oxford or she went to Harvard. Um, do you know what I mean? Because obviously, the access to opportunities is not the same uh, for women of color and for what their white counterparts alike. Um, another thing that companies should implement is checking for bias. So 42% of companies check for bias in reviews and promotions by gender. Only 18% track outcomes for the compounding bias of race and gender, so i.e. being a woman and being black, for example. Tracking the performance of women of colour and the velocity and rate at which they're hired and promoted versus their peers is the only way to measure progress in creating a more diverse leadership bench. Uh, So basically, when companies are assessing um, diversity, for example, or checking their bias in the company, it should account for the fact that this individual is a woman and of colour rather than just the gender. Um, Because obviously, um, a white woman relative to a woman of colour, there are different experiences in terms of bias and promotions Mm. within the company. And I think that um, leads us on to like a very current but a very important topic that should be discussed um, on positive discrimination. So I'm just going to give the Google definition of positive discrimination. Um, it's the practice or policy of favouring individuals belonging to groups known to have been discriminated against previously. So for example, um, there's an example, it was an interview on this morning about um, a white male trying to um, get a job um, in the police force. However, even though he passed all the tests and he was um, quite a good um, candidate, like a good quality um, candidate, um, he didn't um, actually succeed in getting the job um, 
due to the places being um, filled by um, people of colour, people with disabilities, and he felt really hard done by. How, what, what do you guys think about that, though? I feel like it's important to know that actually the... Well, he went, the place he applied for to work had actually been under fire. Yeah, yeah because they'd made, they, had, they had never hired any black officers before. Yeah, I think there were before. about four cities or four um, areas, like one being like, I think, York or something, had never, like, in the past few years, had not had a single black male um, officer. So I think that's very important to note when considering this. It's not like they were just, you know, specifically like, okay. Yeah. Mm, in my eyes, positive discrimination... Mm people of colour aren't getting opportunities, so it's a thing where it needs to happen in order to mm-hmm. get people of colour to higher places. Um, the workforce is made up of white people predominantly, especially in high positions. So mm-hmm. I think if there's any initiative that is possible to get people of colour to high positions, I think like um, we should go full steam ahead, basically. Exactly. I feel like in the past we've been so hard done by, why can't it be our time to shine now? Exactly. Like, yeah. We deserve to get these opportunities. We've always been in such, like... Even if we do get, like, a high-paid job or, like, a quite a good job, like, in, like, banking or something, we're always still in the lower ranks of that. Mm-hmm. We never can move up to, like, being major things like CEOs. And I think it's, like, quite telling, like, when we try to do research into, like, women of colour in leadership roles, and we try to type in and find facts and statistics about it, but we can never actually find, like, solid statistics on women of colour because I just don't think it's actually been reported on. And even if it was reported on, I think there's uh, such a little number... That exactly. it's even hard to like find a proper percentage. Like you either get people of colour or women. Like you can never like get women of colour. I think that's quite telling of like how little roles like people like us mm. succeed to get. Exactly. Um, this thing's back to what someone was saying, but I feel like as well, it's not as it's not a thing where he's like you're white, so you can't get it. you're a white man, you can't get. It. But if you do consider the hardships that maybe women or women of colour had to go through to get to the same position as a white man is. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, I'm not saying they deserve the job more, mm. but there must be some kind of bias towards them. Of course. Because mm. it's harder to reach the same place. And you can have the same competence, yeah. the same degree, the same ability, but you won't get hired simply because you're a person of mm. colour. So as I said, like, why are we not allowed our time to shine, as Annika said, sorry. Yeah, I think, um, it, I think every single person in society needs to um, work on trying to get women of colour into leadership roles white males, white females, and women of colour ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think we can also, like, as well as, like, um, other people in leadership roles, like, trying to help us, like, like move through di- diversity laws, like, not having an unconscious bias when hiring, not feeling hesitant to call us out on something or give us constructive criticism. I also think it's important for us to just try and speak up, even if we, like, feel like we're being ignored, and make sure we get our point across so we can, like, be heard and stuff like that I think it is a two way thing Completely and we need to have the confidence to be able to move up in the ranks to get those leadership roles to ha- so we can have like good role models and powerful role models for future generations mm-hmm. I think that's quite an inspiring note to end it on mm-hmm. um, so just to wrap up for today today we spoke about women of colour in leadership roles and the importance of a positive role model we also spoke about women that inspire us and about some initiatives that workplaces and institutions should take um, in order just to increase the number of women of colour and the comfortability of them in the workplace. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any thoughts, please share them with us on our Instagram. Um, take care and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.